Welcome to the second episode of the Breaking Through Experience. I'm your host, Matteo Grosso, and if you have not yet done so, click that follow button so you never miss another podcast episode. Also, if you want more motivational stories in your feed, you can follow me right now on social media at Matteo Grosso Strategist. After the first episode, some of you followed up on social media, asking me some tips and tricks on how exactly they can start their self-development journey. Matteo, now I know I, I can be a leader, but how do I actually start? And this is a fair question. And therefore, for today's episode, I planned an exercise that really changed my life. And I promise it will change yours too. This exercise was taught to me years ago by one of my coaches. I use it every three months for myself and I use it more in depth with my clients and it has had a huge impact on their lives. Today, we talk about the power of the will. Now, if you are at home, take a piece of paper and draw a wheel composed of eight sections. You can pause me if you want, I'm not going anywhere. If you're walking or driving, of course, do not get distracted. You can do the exercise in your mind. It's fine. Why is this exercise powerful? Well, first of all, because our life is composed of a series of areas. And to live a beautiful life, we must find some sort of balance between the different sections. So on your piece of paper, on your mind, draw a circle and divide it into eight sections. I'm going to list the sections in no particular order so that you can write them down or start thinking about these sections of your life. Number one, we have career. Career can be in a corporate context as an employee, or you might be an entrepreneur, self-employed. Number two, we have personal finances. Money plays a very important role for many people and we want to make sure we have resources liquid and assets that we can rely on when tough time comes. Relationships. Love relationships are key to live a beautiful life. Everything starts with loving yourself and then loving a meaningful other. Number four, we have family. They give birth to us, they nurtured us, they educated us. Family is important. Number five, we have health. When it comes to health, I would suggest to look at it from a high-level perspective. It asks, how healthy am I? How much energy do I have? But you can also think about your physique, such as, how do I look like? Number six, we have spirituality. In recent years, spirituality has gained importance. I'm a huge believer that being a spiritual being and trying to reconnect with soul and nature through meditation, breathing, mindfulness has a positive impact on our life. And number seven, we have character. With character, I mean asking yourself a very tough question. Am I a great human being? Do I feel empathy, love, compassion? I was talking to my father the other day and uh, he told me that he has a simple rule to screen potential business partners. He said, they must be honest to the bone. And working on on your character will ensure You develop a healthy reputation, a healthy relationship with yourself and with the world around you. That's why it is that important 
that important and it is part of our wheel of life. And finally, number eight, adventure and experiences. COVID has of course limited what we can do, but within the realm of current possibilities, do you push yourself to try out new stuff? Or is your today the same as yesterday? Now, observe the wheel of life. With honesty, without criticism. Let me say this again, without criticism. We are here to transform our life, to bring it to the next level. We're not here to label ourselves as failures, okay? So don't criticize. Just be honest and rank each one of those areas from 1 to 10. This is a very important moment. It's exciting for me because from here your new life begins. Score everything from 1 to 10. By the way, it is very unlikely that you will score 10 in every area unless you're Superman. Actually, even one single 10 is almost impossible. Let's be honest, you might have an amazing life. But does this mean you cannot improve at all? This concept actually has a name. A quick fun fact. It is called the excellence loop. It's when you score 9 and you aim at scoring an impossible 10. Which you cannot score because there is always some margin of improvement. The more you know, the more you realize that you could know some, something more. Now, once you have ranked those areas, okay, you gave a, a kind of a score from 1 to 10. Sum all of the scores and divide the total by 8, which is the number of sections. What's your average score? Imagine this is a score you got from a, for a university assignment. Would you be happy with it? When I did this exercise years ago, I scored 7.6. 7.6! I could not believe it. it. I had been in the top 5% of my schools from elementary school to college. And now I was scoring a C. A GPA of 2.0 in my life. But let's go deeper through a metaphor, okay? Let's forget for a moment about university and, and grades. Let's go deeper through a metaphor. If you're drawing the wheel of life on a piece of paper, color the portion from zero, the center of the wheel, to five, six, seven, whatever your score is. What you will see is a very strangely shaped wheel, kind of a tire. Can you see if your tire is well inflated? Or is flat? Here is an eye-opening question for you. Imagine you're driving the car. The car of your life. What happens if you drive for a long time with a flat tire? You will break the wheel rim, won't you? And this, my friends, is what we generally call breakdown or burnout. Oh, Jenna had the breakdown. Yeah, no shit. She's a single mother with two children who is trying to make a living and has no time for her personal mental health. Of course she had a breakdown. And this, my friends, is the beauty of understanding these concepts. If you understand the wheel of life, not only you're not surprised to hear about a potential breakdown, but also, and more importantly, you can prevent that. 
as a leader of your life, you can look at the, your wheel of life and realize that there is an area of development. And as a manager, as a friend, you can speak to Jenna and ensure she has adequate support to not burn out, to avoid that burnout. And here is another useful insight. Every section of the wheel of life is in symbiosis with the other sections. Let me give you an example to put it into context. Has it ever happened to you that you had a terrible day at work, you get home and surprisingly, quote unquote surprisingly, you start fighting with your loved one? Well, this happens because if you're deeply frustrated about one area of your life, this affects everything else. This is why we need a balanced tire. As you start working to improve one area of your life, understand that scoring 8 in all of the areas is way, way better than scoring 10 in one and 6 in another one. Again, think about the metaphor of the wheel. A car functions better with an equally balanced tire rather than a tire which is more inflated on one end and flat on the other end. Now, in the second part of this podcast, I will firstly ask you three questions and uh, I will then give you three very important insights. Let's start with the questions, shall we? First of all, identify the top three areas, three or four areas that you have, and ask yourself, why are these areas better than the other ones? What has made them better than the other ones? What fears did I overcome? What did I do in particular to make this area better than the other ones? In my case, for instance, I scored higher entrepreneurship on finances, on character and spirituality, because I made the decision to quit a corporate job that was too comfortable and was not growing anymore. I identified my passion, my purpose. I launched a company that has, is helping people. I made a commitment to dedicate 9% of my free time to educate myself on finances, spirituality and mindset. So in a nutshell, what made those areas successful was courage, vision, determination, studying and, and time commitment. Now, a more difficult question. Identify the top areas where you will focus on, your development areas. Very important, these are not the areas where you're failing. We will have an episode on the importance of talking to ourselves in the right way. And uh, it is all about, um, it has to do with the neurolinguistic programming. And the way we talk to ourselves is, is very important if we want to progress and to grow. So we are not a failure in those areas. We want to improve in those areas. So we are not there yet. Okay. So that we will never be there. So ask yourself, what are my habits in those areas? What actions did I took that led to quote unquote failure in those areas? Years ago, as far as I'm, as I'm concerned, I identified adventure, family, health and relationships as my development areas. Due to COVID, I found myself binging Netflix instead of hitting the gym. I was not able to see my family as much as I wanted to. I indulged in laziness and poor time management and I realized I was still affected by a difficult relationship I went through years before. So in a nutshell, a lack of determination, resilience and focus, hesitation in closing doors and needed to be closed a long time ago. 
and fear to embrace the uncertainty of the future, the fear of failure, were the things that led to failure, quote-unquote failure, in those areas of my life. And now my third question, the most important one. It is not enough to understand the areas of your life that need improvement. We must make a decision to change them. Remember, your life comes down to a few decisions. Your life comes down to 15 seconds when you decide that your life will change. So what you what can you learn from the successful areas that you can use to turn around the areas of development? For instance, maybe you have limiting beliefs when it comes to money. Maybe you do not see abundance in this world or you do not think you deserve more money. Maybe you do not think you deserve to be loved. And that's a mental limitation that is preventing you from having a that area of your life scoring an 8 or a 9 or even a 10. I will give you, let's say, a pearl of wisdom I, I gave to one of my clients, one of my coaches. Most of the time, we think that the difference between success and failure is a practical block. But that, that's not true. Most of the time, the difference between success and failure is given by a mental and spiritual block rather than a practical block. It's not that we don't know what to do. It's that we have a mental block. We don't know if we will be enough. We don't know if we deserve it. We don't know if we can actually do it. So in my case, I dedicated courage and time to certain things, but I suffered from the laziness and I was afraid to face the reality, the hard work, and make some actual changes. In the final part, we will go through three important reflections. And those reflections, I hope, it was my case, will change your life. First of all, your happiness with the score you have is directly correlated meaning there is a connection with your standards. So let me ask you a very important question. What is your standard of life? The reason why 76% was an outrageous grade for myself is because my standard is 100%. Not 99%. 100%. So if your standard is 60%, meaning uh, passing the exam, well, 76% is a great score. Now, this does not mean that you should have very low standards to ensure that you will always be happy. This means that you should aim for the 100% knowing that you are an imperfect human being. And therefore, maybe you will hit 90% or 95%. But there is a willingness inside yourself to achieve perfection because you have a high standard for your life. So remember, reflection number one, your happiness is directly correlated with your standard. Second reflection. Setting clear expectations. 
Let's say, for instance, that you scored 9 in family, health and relationships. However, you also scored 2 in money and spirituality. It is obvious that you must work on your financial goals and on finding internal peace. How do you do that? Well, you could disappear for a month. You fly to Kerala, one of the most known Indian spiritual places. But how would your partner and family feel about you living without notice? They would probably be pretty upset, wouldn't they? And with good reason. So the key to work on your wheel of life is being capable of having an open conversation and setting clear expectations. This may sound something like, hey, in the next month, I will be less present because I want to take some time to focus on my financial and spiritual goals. I think one hour per day should be enough. I wanted to give you a heads up because I value every minute spent with you and I didn't want you to think I love you less than I normally do. I love you and this is why I want to be at 100% when I'm with you. And this is why I want to work on my spirituality and my financial goals so that we can also have greater abundance as a family. So if you have a good reason and your partner loves you, you will be able to find a great compromise. And same reasoning applies to other areas of your life. For instance, if you scored 8 in adventure and 6 in career, well, it is probably time to tell your friends that you love them but you want to set a higher standard for your career and you cannot go on adventures with them every weekend because you want to prepare interviews to land the job you deserve. The third reflection has to do with delayed gratification. We will have a full episode on this because it is crucial to understand the importance of investing and finances. However, for the sake of this podcast episode, here is a quick question. If I gave you a corn cob, what do you do with it? You may say, well, I would opt for instant gratification and I eat the corn. Or you could be smarter. You could take some time, heat the corn and make popcorn that you can sell. You make some money. Or you could be even smarter. You could take the seeds, plant them, and you will have a lot of corn cobs to sell next year. So what does delay gratification have to do with the wheel of life? Well, as you can imagine, sometimes you need to sacrifice an area of your life if you want to bring another area to the next level. For instance, if you want to launch your startup, you will probably need to give up some health because you will face stress, especially at the beginning when you are trying to get your first client. However, day by day, month after month, your company will start yielding some results and you will be able to take more time for physical exercise and for your mental mental health. And when you have more balance in your life, you can focus on getting other areas from 7 to 8, from 8 to 9 and so on and so forth. Until you look at yourself in the mirror one year from now and you're like, wow, man, we have come so far. I'm so proud of you. So that's what I've got for today's episode for you guys. If you like this episode on the wheel of life, please share it with someone you know and love 
We could benefit from understanding the wheel of life, thinking about their lives, putting things in perspective. And of course, if you could share it in your Instagram stories and tag me, Matogrosso Strategist, it would be amazing. The only way we grow is uh, if you guys share it. I don't rely on any other source of marketing. So I greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who will do it. Thank you for being with me today. Live with passion. See you next week. I appreciate you and I hope you have an amazing weekend. Bye-bye.